Raptors game night on TSN 1050. The Raptors live here. And the Celtics come to Toronto and maintain their perfect record on the second night of back-to-backs. They are now 5-0 on the season on the second night of the back-to-back. They defeat Toronto 116-110. Paul Jones with the final call. Um, Heartbreak Hotel really for the Raptors uh, because of a bad third quarter where they just couldn't contain the Celtics. That's my analysis. Warren Ward is with me. Javon Shepard courtside. Uh, Javon, I mean, that was a that was a tough third quarter, wasn't it? That, it was tough, right? They really just came out and, and took control of it, right, 35 to 18 in that third. And I thought, you know, what Boston did was they, they set the tone, right? They came out. They were assertive. They were aggressive. And, and – Tatum start to get going. Tatum and Jalen Brown, which really opened things up for them. And, and I mentioned it in, in the broadcast. And the Raptors are, are different in a sense where their their defense, you know, fuels their offense. And I felt over the course of this game, Boston's offense fueled their defense. So in that third quarter, when we start to see the offense start to click, you start to see a bit more energy on the defensive end. You start to see a bit more grit, a bit more tough toughness, and and that's where they won the game. I was really concerned about their start, and um, they started the game well. And then the third quarter came, and I looked at you, and you asked me what they, you know, what they would come out and what the. Yeah. I, and like I said, I think the Raptors had to continue the momentum. They 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 started the game really well. They had a lead, but the Celtics are the team offensively so much more polished than the Raptors are, and you can just see the difference between the two. Um, they're also a pretty good, you know. A, you know, a pretty good defensive team at that. But offensively is, I think, where the difference is. The Raptors could not score, in that, you know, in that third quarter. And um, the Celtics not only could, but they did it in a variety of ways. And we saw Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown show you, you know, exactly what they can do. And, uh, and like I said, I, I, I didn't see the Celtics looking worried at halftime. Right. I think they were just waiting to get into their rhythm. And when they did, I don't think the Raptors had any answer. And down the stretch, we saw... Siakam, you know, try and take over the game more, and and it, it looks as though because Freddie is deferring so much, it's and and it, it's not to say that you know he's playing poorly. He's not. He's playing. He's playing well. He's just his his jumper. You know, you you can't go three for sixteen and expect to win. You know, we we he he needs to start making shots, but that that is not indicative of him playing poorly. It's just not him making shots. So there's a big difference. But you know, the Raptors are are you know sixteen points less than the Celtics are right now and that's that's just that's just the fact I think the scoreboard is a reflective is reflection excuse me six points worse where's my math <laughs> well at points. one point it was <laughs> six points worse than the Raptors I mean than the Celtics are at this point in the season but a long way to go lots of room for improvement and um I think I think the Raptors are are close not 16 points close yeah. only six yeah Javon if you go back to that third quarter where Tatum goes off I mean, he has 17 of their 35 points. Brown, as is, is, uh, Warren testified, you know, both those guys emerged. If you had to relive that third quarter, what would the Raptors do differently? I think they would have to channel that same energy that they started the game with and, and roll that over into the third, right? And, and I think, you know, there was a couple breakdowns defensively. And, and, and mo- most importantly is just understanding when those breakdowns happen, you have to recover um, and just – understand that it's the next play on to the next right um and, and not let it affect you offensively and i think warren mentioned it earlier is that 
when you're not able to string together consecutive stops and when you're not able to, to put together consecutive buckets, your offense puts a lot more pressure on your defense, right? And I think that's where, you know, that would be the, the, the difference maker for me is just, hey, you know, you either got to make shots or you got to make or you got to have stops, right? And you can't be lacking on, on both ends. Oh, well, because the Celtics space the floor so well, um, if, I, if I'm the Raptors, I'm going to contest that one by, you know, trying to take away as much driving lanes as I can. Um, but it's really hard to do that because they can all shoot the ball so well. We saw them put on a clinic in the third. So um, I would try and stay home a bit more. And offensively, I think the Raptors were just relying on too many, on, on, on two players instead of being relying on, you know, on the whole entire team. So if I'm going to change anything, that, you know, that's what I would do. I would try and get more players involved. How to do that, I mean, I, I, I know the Raptors have a variety of different looks, but I think, you know, defensively, that's one way I would kind of counter things, you know, try and take away the driving lanes because once they screen with, you know, with Tatum and Brown, it's pretty hard to guard. And then offensively, like I said, um, I think trying to get more players involved and getting them easier looks, you know, that's, that's another way you can do it. So um, they're, they're close but not close enough. Yeah, and, you know, Javon, as, as you and Paul testified during the course of the, the end of the game, with about seven minutes left, they found their mojo, the Raptors did, and, and got that energy, which is, you know, I, I guess it's hard to understand when you're watching, but, but I mean, they did make the push, didn't they? They made the push, right? And that's the frustrating part sometimes is that you see the ceiling, you see the potential, you see the, those pushes, you see those moments where this team can play with anybody, right, and compete with anybody, the best of the best in this league, and obviously Boston here being the number one team, right? And um, when they're playing at that level, right, I, I think they, they've got to be able to find that consistency and, and maintain that or sustain that level of play over the course of 48 minutes. Or, you know, if you're not going to get a full 48, maybe you're going to get 40, right? And, and, and that, to me, um, you know, keeps you in any game. Well, uh, you know, they go into the loss column again. You, you, you want to sort of separate those those two losses against New Orleans and, and, and Brooklyn because those are just bad starts, but this was a bad third quarter. So I, I guess I have to ask this question. Is there is there a level of concern based on losing three of their last four? No, not, you know, I think every team in this league is going to go. There's going to be ebbs and flows. There's going to be peaks. There's going to be valleys. Um and you've got to weather your storm. You've got to run your race if you're in, you know, playing in this league. And, and you know, the, the the goal is to be a playoff team. The goal is whether the goal is to be a playoff team or win a championship. Um, you can't get too low in those moments, right? And you've got to learn from them and really bounce back. Because one thing for certain is that these games come quick, right? And if you're if you're dwelling on the past game or the past two or three games, then there's no <laughs> you leave yourself no room to look forward or make the the changes that you need to to really be successful. So, no. Is there a reason for concern? No. I think there's things, especially from today's game, where you have some good moments to go back and look at in film and just say, look, this, this is how we need to play. Okay? There's a lot to work from here. And this is how we don't need to play, right? So you take the positives, you take, you know, the negatives, and, and you, you mix it up. You know, it's a part of your recipe. You learn from it and you grow. Like, this is an 82-game season, right? And you want to be – at the playoff, you want to be peaking and playing your best basketball at the end of the season. I think for the Raptors, how they start is important, but how they finish is obviously going to be, you know, very, very telling. In the next month, 
um, you know, December, January, the schedule is only going to get harder yeah. for them. They're playing some, you know, very, very good teams. We have Brooklyn this month. We have Golden State. You know, the Lakers here on Wednesday. So they, you know, they got to deal with a very, very hot and consistent um, uh, Lakers team right now, especially um, Anthony Davis. You know, what I mean, for that matter. So he's playing some good ball. He's playing some very good basketball right now, leading that team. So you got a lot of, you know, problematic. You know, you know, problematic matchups coming in your way, and I think if if I'm Toronto, I'm trying to get as many wins as possible. I don't think it's anything to be worried about per se, but I think you know, like Javon said, being consistent is the number one thing. But it's also, you know, it's also the hardest thing to do in this game, right? I mean, if you know, if consistency was easy, everybody would do it. It's not. Uh, this is not a game where it's designed for you to be that way. So, uh, you know, the next, the next month and a half is going to be very tough for the Raptors. I, I know that just, you know, looking at, you know, like I said, the trends where they've, you know, they've only led in the first quarter nine times in their, you know, 24 games thus far. You know what I mean? That's 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 not going to cut it. So little things like that are, you know, the, I, I guess the only good part that I could say about this is that that is in their control. They can change that. Yeah. It, it may take time and you're going to be playing better teams, but that's the challenge for you now. So, you know, we'll go from there and, you know, see how see how it unfails. Yeah, that's a lot of uphill climbing, no question Definitely. about that. So later this week they're in Orlando for two, which is, you know, just a wacky schedule at times. I know it all evens out. And uh, we could talk about the wacky whistle tonight, Javon. Uh, obviously it doesn't decide a game, but, but it is curious, isn't it? It is. And, but I'll say this, right, especially with the, the whistles and the officials, and you never want to allow them to dictate a game. Right, you have this team coming in. You had this Boston team coming in here. You know that this is a great offensive team. It's a great, you know, defensive team. You've got to, you've got to beat them by ten points, right? You've got to have them by ten points going into that fourth quarter, or late in that fourth quarter, to to mitigate any impact that referees or officials can have on this game, right? So you never want to put it in their hands, and you know it, it may not be your night tonight, but tomorrow could be. It could the whistle could be in your in your favor, right? So it evens out. Yeah, it does. Um, take us down courtside because I, I know that you were talking, uh, you know, during the course of the game with Jonesy about sort of a playoff mentality in terms of the, the buzz on the court. And obviously you know, there was a lot of arguing with officials but from both coaches. So it had to have that, that sort of extra extra level of energy, didn't it? It did, right. And I, I believe, you know, Coach Missoula, I believe it was before the half, picked up you know, a technical just crossing the half court line. It almost came right over into the Raptors bench because he was trying to get the attention of the referees and, you know, having a spirited conversation. But it was it just little plays like those. And it's it, this becomes a, 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 a chess match for these coaches, right? Because I think, you know, when the five, the ten players are on the court, everybody has their matchup. For these coaches, right, when they look across that other end of the bench, that's their one-on-one matchup, right? So they want to win that, right? And you... You could feel the energy in this place before the first, before the tip-off, that it was buzzing, it was electrifying, and both these teams have something to prove to one another, right? It's a test because Boston's coming in here, and they, you know, obviously the Raptors have, have created an identity for themselves as being a defensive team and have the, you know, length and athleticism to switch and, and guard, you know, the, the Tatum's and the Jalen Browns of the world. So, you know, you, you could tell that those guys came out with a chip on their shoulder as well to see. Okay, I want to see what this is about. I want to test this. I want to see what all the hype is about. Javon, thanks very much. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. 116-110 is the final score. So Boston goes to 20-5, and 9-3 and three away.
which is enviable. Uh, the Raptors dropped to 12 and 12, and they're nine and three at home, which tells you that the road record is is it's not very good. Yeah, yeah, they got to work on that. Uh, obviously, at home to Los Angeles uh, Lakers on Wednesday, and we'll be with you for that. And then go to Orlando for two. Which I, I just, you know, sometimes when you you, you look at the schedule, you go, really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, a lot of this was you know injury ridden as well, right? Yeah. So the Raptors uh, haven't had a a fair swing. But at the same time, you know, we can look ahead at, you know, what's coming. I think they'll beat the teams that they should beat. You yeah. know, they should beat Orlando, definitely. Um, but as the tougher games come on, you know, the playoff teams in the Eastern Conference, it will be tough. I think matchup-wise, it's going to be tough. I mean, you know, Coloco, Cam Birch, those guys are going to be playing on Wednesday because, you know, you got to deal with Mr. Davis, right? Yeah. So um, anyone who has a dominant big in this league, whether that's Philly, um, you know the Lakers coming in, it, you know even Sacramento, right? I mean it's 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 going to be tough for them to contain. But at the same time, if they don't put themselves in holes, you know where they're you know where they're having a quarter of you know thirty or you know forty points given up, and they're continuously having to fight back, as you know as we saw here in the third quarter. Um, then, like I said, they'll give themselves a much better chance of winning. Like, it's going to be hard, you know what I mean, as it is. Don't make it harder for yourself. Right, yeah, making you know? life difficult, exactly. which is what my father used to always tell me yeah. I was doing, and, <laughs> and he was right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 35-18, they were outscored in that third quarter. No, no mystery what was happening there. I mean, they had 35 points, and Tatum had 17. Uh, but, you know, the, I guess the uh, the bittersweet part of that is there's, there's a comeback that just comes up a little short. And it wasn't because of defensive uh, ne- negligence, because they, they got their stops. Yeah, they did. They just couldn't finish off at the other end. Because, that unfortunately, that you know that's the story of the Raptors team this year. And that's what makes the team good, but not great. Uh, because offensively they they have some holes to fill yep. and they can't rely on Siakam to come down and score six seven possessions at a time right I mean as good as he is that is just difficult to do and like I said earlier it takes a lot of energy and I don't think people who don't play you know might understand that but I understand that's the job for sure yep. but at the same time for for six seven guys to be doing this three four times a week it starts to wear you down and like I said earlier. The Raptors' best attribute is the fact that they have a team that has consistently gotten better and consistently been, you know, durable. But your durability only lasts so long. If we have to keep, you know, climbing out of holes, you know what I mean? You're giving yeah. up, you know, you're giving up 40 points to Brooklyn the other night. I remember I looked at the clock. It was 7:25. The Raptors had 10 points. Daddy, I looked again at 3:25. The Raptors had 10 points. Wow. So you go four yeah. minutes almost without scoring. And you're, you know, first quarter you're down big, right? Yeah. You know, and Brooklyn at that point in time had had 30 points. So it just goes to show you, if you're constantly digging yourself out of holes, you got to work that much harder, right? And and that, like I said, it's not it's not working in the Raptors' favor. So if they can get off to better starts against good teams, then I think the record and the score you know should reflect that well and you know let's be honest here i mean you're playing the boston celtics who are now 20 and 5 and that scenario you mapped out where, where a couple of guys are trying to to do most of the offensive work that's not going to work against the boston celtics team no it won't and we we see the celtics have a pretty spread out you know arsenal of attack we yeah. know we got you know we got quite a few guys scoring and you know the ball was shared well and it was shared more so you know than the Raptors was on, you know what I mean, on that end of the floor. So uh, we'll, twenty-seven assists, exactly. So, you know, I don't have the stat in front of me, but I'm, I'm, I, I could just, you know, I could see just from watching, 
Sure. That, you know, well, the game. You know, just from the eye test, Tatum, Brown, and Smart. There you go. They you stood know? up when they had to. Definitely. And 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 that just goes to show you, you know, we're there. And I, like I said, at, at halftime, they didn't seem worried. I think they just wanted to get themselves into a better rhythm. That, that's right. You, as you said at the <laughs> halftime, they haven't hit the rhythm yet. No, Third quarter, the, they hit the rhythm. They hit the rhythm. And, yeah. You know, Tatum, you know, led the charge, but that's just the difference. Those guys have, you know, they – they are more polished offensive players, and for, and and the Raptors, you know, they needed Fred to you know make some of them shots. And like I said, I just want to reiterate, he is not playing poorly whatsoever. His jump shot and 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 his shots are just not falling at this point in time. But that's part of the game. I think defensively, he does an outstanding job, outstanding. Yeah. So you know, hats off to Fred. But um, you know, you know, we need some of them jumpers to you know go down, or else. You know, you might have to go down there and take his spot. Look, I couldn't get through the halftime show. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're the one who's going to jump on here. I pass out. I, I, I run one length of the court, and that's Is it. it? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I try. I try to get you a ten day. I don't, <laughs> no. don't say I didn't do nothing for you. <laughs> no, you I got tired just thinking about it. <laughs> One sixteen, one ten. The Celtics over the Raptors. This is Tangerine Raptors basketball. Raptors game night on TSN ten fifty. Raptors game night live from Scotiabank Arena. Jim Taddy and Warren Ward with you to the bottom of the hour. Raptors lose 116-110 to the visiting Boston Celtics who are running away with pretty well everything they do. Uh, mistakes cost the Raptors the game, according to, to Nick Nurse, and here's how he explained that. Yeah, and then we had a Gary turn in the corner for a wide open layup that rolls off the front as well. Got to make those plays, a couple other little plays. I thought we, you know, we had a jump ball in the first half that we got to win. They end up hitting a three out of it when, and we got to we got to come up with that one one way or another. Um, and really, I thought I'm gonna have to look at it again, but I thought the third quarter we come out and we generate wide open shot after wide open shot. We don't make any of them, right? Like they were really good wide open shots, and we just didn't we just didn't shot make well enough. Um, and again, you know that that kind of leads right to some transition and stuff. Um, and and then at the other end, I thought, I give them credit, they made a whole bunch of look us in the eyes, totally guarded threes in a stretch where you know they weren't really that open, and they knocked them down. So it was a shot-making stretch, lack of at our end, and a very um, strong by their end there that I thought opened up the game. But we, we had our chances tonight. I thought we we did a lot of really good things defensively in stretches. Um didn't quite get it as executed as well in the second half, obviously. But again, they made a lot of those three balls came off of pretty guarded shots. What did you decide before the game? You can learn something about your team and where you are vis-a-vis the Celtics. What, what did you learn and how, what do you take out of it in that regard? Well, again, I thought, you know, for the most part, it was a pretty evenly played game other than what I just talked about. You know, I just talked about, I think, I think if we're going to get over the hump on that, we need to make those three or four little plays you just talked about. We need to we need to make a few more open shots when they're generated like that. Um, but you know, I thought I thought again we we did okay as far as executing what we were trying to execute defensively for good chunks of the game, which is you know they're not an easy team to guard. I think they've got I think they've got the number one offense in the league. But I thought we were we were executing pretty well and fighting pretty hard out there and playing pretty physical. Did you, um, before the game, there was a suggestion that maybe Gary was going to be in the starting five and then he was out. Was that, a, was that an injury situation or Mm-mm. what was going on there? Um, let's see what was going on there. Um, we had a late 
uh, well, we knew Horford was out. We were um, trying to decide if we thought they would start Williams or Griffin. Um, they came back, reported they were starting both of them. And um, so we decided with Griffin starting, we would go have Christian back in there, kind of game plan that way this morning. Then they switched again, I think, and put White in and took somebody else anyway. So it was a it was it was a tough one for you guys tonight to follow who was actually going to start. So I feel I really feel for you guys. So, so many erroneous tweets. It was terrible. <laughs> what else is new right there? <laughs> ฟรีไปเลยที่ไม่ทําแบบแฟนช็อตสุดไปเลยล่าสุดสุดวันนี้ก็ได้ไม่ทําแบบแฟนช็อตสุดวันนี้ก็ได้ไม่ทําแบบ
who knows what's going to happen. He could right. have a career night, and I hope he does. Well, so I want to go back to it. It's not a criticism, but your analysis of, of uh, OG and, and Pascal trying to, to carry this yeah. offensively. Um, so, you know, you would look at that, and, and, and if I said that, somebody would say, well, where's everybody else? Well, th- this team has had so many different starting lineups and so many injuries that, you know, forget about that it's game 24 because it's really like game five, isn't it? No, it is. It is, and and you're, and you're, and you're absolutely right. I, I don't... I, it's 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 tough for me to say that because they've had different lineups that that's maybe an excuse or 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 a reason. Well, it's, just, it's just it's just a fact. It's a fact exactly. Yeah. Is it, or it's yeah. a reason for them not being as cohesive as they should be. And you're absolutely right. It 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 could be a contributing factor. But at the end of the day, uh, these guys practice with one another every day. They may not be in the in the game lineups as much as they should or of you know hope to be, but. It's still up to them to perform and try to be consistent. You can't. You still can't give up, you know, forty point quarters. You know, and and Freddie. Right. Well, those are, but those are problematic because they're starts. hundred percent, hundred percent. But as far as OG and Pascal, like I said, I think OG has relished in his opportunity when guys were injured. I think Pascal hasn't really missed the beat since he got hurt. I think his conditioning, everything else he's doing, it's just. How much, how much energy and effort can you know can these guys expel every single game? Because th- that's what's being asked of them, you know. And it, it's it's coming down to you know three and four guys. You're looking at the Celtics. Only what? No one played over forty. You know what I mean? Over no, forty there's, minutes. There's right? three guys at thirty-nine. And it, guess who they are? Tatum, Brown, and Smart. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm telling you, on a nightly basis, the Raptors. Sure. Well, look at this. 41, 41 for, for Scotty and 42 for OG and Pascal's at 39 and Freddie's at 38. But this, usually the starting five, if Gary Trent was up there and you went back to the start of the season, starting five would be maxed out. Uh, maxed out. Especially in an eight-man rotation, exactly. which is what we had tonight. Exactly. So you want to have your starters around 35 to you know 40 minutes in the game and have you know like adequate rest. But I'm telling you, that that difference between the 39 and 42 you know those three minutes it makes a long difference you know it's not it's you know what i mean don't sleep on that it makes it it does make a difference in the game okay let's end on this and this may be a ridiculously stupid question <laughs> but when you look at the starting five if scotty goes up and, and gary trent is playing with freddie van vliet in the backcourt does that help freddie well first of all no question you ask is stupid i have to <laughs> i gotta say that no question you ask is dumb but um I don't know if it helps him. Fred, I, I like Gary Trent off the bench because it, it just means he focuses on scoring. And if you look at his, if you look at his 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 outputs, they're much better coming off the bench than you right. know as a starter. Because again, he has to focus much more, you know, on the defensive end. Off the bench, just offense, and I like that. And it it, it gives it gives the Raptor bench life because they don't really have anyone else who's gonna right. you know do that. So if you start all of your starters and they're all scoring. No, I I'd still like Fred and Scotty in the backcourt because at least at least then Scotty Scotty can, you know, take some of the ball handling ability. Okay, we'll end on that. Take the rest <laughs> of the night off. One sixteen, one ten, Boston man. over the Raptors. This is Raptors Game Night on T S N ten fifty.